This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. It's a shame that there's a chapter break between five and six. It's a shame that we have those words that say chapter six that make a big full stop there because we lose the continuity that goes from the last verse of chapter five, 515, Hosea 515, to the first verse, Hosea 6, 1. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. That's how it starts off, really, at the end of chapter five. Chapter 5, verse 15. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they shall seek me early. Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will bind us. He will heal us. He has smitten. He will bind us up. See, this is the beauty of verse 1. It's in chapter 5, verse 15, that God said he's going to go return to his place and wait for Israel to acknowledge their offense. And then chapter six is the acknowledgement. They've done it, they've done just that. They acknowledge their sin. They've done what everyone must do in order to be saved from their sins. They stopped establishing their own righteousness. As it says in Romans 10, one through four, Romans 10, one through four, when Paul's heart was broken for the Jewish people, Paul's heart was crushed for Israel, Paul says in Romans 10:1, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And why aren't they saved, Paul? Because of Romans 10:2, the next verse, Romans 10:2, for I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. They being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Paul says, I wish they would stop, just stop going about to establish their own righteousness. 
God says, going about to establish their own righteousness by eating only kosher foods. Going about to establish their own righteousness but not, by doing this but not doing that on the Sabbath. Going about to establish their own righteousness but by not eating dairy products with meat products. Going about to establish their own righteousness by staying away from cheeseburgers. <laughs> going about to establish their own righteousness by doing good works. Good works. Stop. Stop. And if they stop all of a sudden to see God's way of righteousness, who is, not what is, but who is, Romans 10, 4, Christ, the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Christ Jesus, 1 Corinthians 1, 30. 1 Corinthians 1, 30. Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us righteousness. And when that happens, Israel will stop saying, myself, my righteousness, and they will say, Jeremiah 23.6, Jeremiah 23.6, in those days Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is the name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness, the Lord our righteousness. When Israel says that the Lord, when they say that, when they say those words, and oh, for the day that they would say it, the Lord our righteousness, they will be saying, the Lord Jesus our righteousness. That's what they'll mean. He is God's gift of righteousness, Romans 5.17. Romans 5.17. The gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. And it's the rejection of Jesus by the Jewish people. It's so intense. It's so intense that when you see it, then these words in Hosea have so much depth and so much meaning. If you just, if you want to see the, the, the depth of the rejection of Jesus, to, you've got the book in the lobby there, Changed, book I wrote about how I came to Jesus. And so you just go on Amazon or Kindle and read the reviews, and you'll see the utter rejection. On second thought, don't read those reviews. They're pretty bad. And so to think that the day is coming when instead of Jesus being so utterly and completely rejected by the Jewish people that he'll be so completely embraced, to think that this is what's referred to in this chapter, this chapter 6 and verse 1. As a matter of fact, if you want to get the full impact of what these verses are saying, Every time, in this Isaiah chapter 6, every time you see the words, the Lord, or he, just substitute the words, the Lord Jesus, to see what the Jewish people are going to do and how striking this is going to be. Just, just kind of close your eyes now. Close your eyes and just listen to me as I kind of read this out, substituting those words. Hosea 6.1. Come and let us return unto the Lord Jesus. For the Lord Jesus hath torn, and the Lord Jesus will heal us. And the Lord Jesus hath smitten, and the Lord Jesus will bind us up. After two days will the Lord Jesus revive us. In the third day the Lord Jesus will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord Jesus 
His going forth is prepared as the morning, and the Lord Jesus will come unto us as the rain, as the latter rain, and the former rain unto the earth. Now, let me tell you, folks, that hasn't happened yet. And that's not the case today. All right, now, who's speaking in these verses? Who is speaking in the first three verses of Isaiah chapter 6? Who is speaking? Israel is speaking. Israel is speaking. It's the same Israel that spoke in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6. Isaiah 53, 6. When Israel said, Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's the same who is speaking now in verses 1 through 3. The same Israel that will see the Lord Jesus as they've never seen him before. They'll see him as the absolute last way that the Jewish people see Jesus today as God. As God. And this will be the new way that they'll see Jesus as God Jesus, or as I say, the Lord Jesus, as God. The Lord Jesus will also see the Jewish people for the first time in this new light as well. They'll both see each other in new ways. The the Jewish people will see the Lord Jesus as God in a new way, and the Lord Jesus will see the Jewish people in a new way, and this is also beautifully captured for us, this first sight of the new way. In Zechariah 12.10, Zechariah 12.10, where it says, and I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. So what's going to happen on that day? What's going to happen on that day? The Lord Jesus is going to pour a new spirit on the Jewish people It's called the spirit of grace. It's called the spirit of supplication. It's grace for the Jewish people to be given the greatest gift of all, which is the gift that they see from Isaiah 9-6, Isaiah 9-6, when they say, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Son of God, God the Son was given. Now Jesus is so rejected by the Jewish state that as a gate, as a gate, which I didn't know, but as a gate for me as a Jew to avail myself of the law of return, which gives the right of any Jew to become an Israeli citizen, I was asked by Ellen, In the Jewish agency in Los Angeles, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Well, and because I believe Jesus is the Son of God, I'm banned as a Jew from becoming an Israeli citizen just because I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's how much Jesus is rejected today by the Jewish nation. And can you imagine how all this is going to change when the Jewish nation says the words of Isaiah 9-6, Isaiah 9-6, when the state of Israel says, unto us a son is given, unto us Jesus as the Son of God was given, and Jesus as the Son of God is the wonderful counselor and the mighty God, 
And in verse 1 of Hosea 6, Hosea 6, 1, the Jewish people are talking and the Jewish people are saying to each other, Come, come to the Lord Jesus. The same word that resonates, the same word that resonates with them, it's the word come. It's the Messiah. The watchword for the Lord Jesus was come. This was the word that he left heaven with as he turned from heaven to earth. And he said in Psalm 40, verse 7, Psalm 40, verse 7, Then said I, I come. In the volume of the book, it's written of me. You can just imagine him as he was from Philippians 2, 7, Philippians 2, 7. He's just been made in the likeness of men. Hebrews 10, 5, Hebrews 10, 5, Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldst not, but a body hast thou prepared me. And like going into a tailor to get a new set of clothes that, that's been prepared to be worn just for you, the Lord Jesus got a body prepared for him, just for him to wear like clothes. A body with blood, a body to be broken as a sacrifice for sin, blood to be shed as for sacrifice for sin, what we're going to be celebrating very soon today. And with that body prepared for him, he shouts, as he leaves heaven, he points to earth, and he says, Psalm 40, verse 7, Psalm 47, I come, I come, I come, I come. And that's how the Messiah was known, the one who comes, the ha-ba, ha-Hebrew, the, the, ba, come, the one who comes. That's why when he made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and he was being proclaimed officially, to the nation of Israel on Palm Sunday as the Messiah, as they, he was called the he that cometh, Matthew 21.9, Matthew 21.9. The multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And that's why he said when he, that he would not return. He would go withdraw to his place and stay there he would not return to Israel until he was acknowledged as the Messiah with the same words from Luke 13.35. Luke 13.35, when he said, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Verily I say unto you, you shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. He leaves heaven. He says to earth, I come. And then when he arrives on earth, he uses the very same word as a great invitation to man in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28. Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, when he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest unto your souls. My yoke's easy. My burden's light. And now he said, I come. And he invites those who are tired to come to him. Tired of trying to establish their own righteousness. Tired of living a life alone from God, apart from God. Tired of trying to find fulfillment in life from a world that's degrading in front of them. Tired in their soul of trying to gain the whole world while losing their soul in the process. And those are the ones the Lord Jesus is inviting to come to him. And so what we see in verse 1 is that the believing Jews are inviting the non-believing Jews to come. Let's come. Let's go to the Lord Jesus. They're saying, I'll go with you. 
Let's come together to the Lord Jesus. These believing Jews are encouraging non-believing Jews to come to the Lord Jesus. And so the whole evangelical message, the whole evangelism is all one word. Evangelism is just one word. Come. Very simple message. Come. Not come to a church. Not come to new doctrines. Not come to, to, to anything other than a person. Come to the Lord Jesus. Come to him. Because only by coming to the Lord Jesus can, can eternal life be found. He said that in John 5.40, John 5.40. You will not come to me that you might have life. There's no going to heaven without coming to the Lord Jesus, as he said in John 14.6. John 14.6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. No man comes to the Father except through him, except with him except he bring that person. It's all about Jesus, all about him. So the message in verse 1, Hosea 6.1, is come, let us return unto the Lord. The word return is very interesting. Hebrew, shub, shub. The meaning, here's the meaning of shub. It's very simple. Meaning of shub is this. That's shub. That's it. It's an about face. The idea is that over here is the Lord Jesus, and I've oriented my life away from him, so I'm walking away like that. And then all of a sudden I turn around and I go back. I go to him. And so I'm, uh, I'm going away from the Lord Jesus. I'm saying I will not have him as to be the God, and certainly not the God of my life. I'm not interested in following him. I'm not interested in obeying him. I'm, I'm walking away from him. Then I shub. I shub. I make an about face. And I'm going to him. I'm coming to him. I want to follow him. I want to obey him. I'm making tshuva. I'm about face. That's the Hebrew word for repentance. As I'm making this about face, I'm saying, I've been wrong. I've been so very wrong. I have the words of the prodigal son on my lips as I make that turnaround, as I say the words of Luke 15, 21, Luke 15, 21. I have sinned against heaven and am no more worthy. Without that repentance, there's no going to heaven. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 13, 3, Luke 13, 3, and you can just picture him saying the word shub, tshuva. I tell you, nay, except ye shuv, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So they say, the Jewish people are saying in Hosea 6.1, Hosea 6.1, come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, he will heal us, he hath smitten, he will bind us up. They realize that God is the lion that's referred to in the previous chapter in Hosea 5.14. Isaiah 5.14, I will be unto Ephraim as a lion and as a young lion to the house of Judah. I, I even I will tear and go away. I will take and none shall rescue him. They see clearly that all their troubles have come from God, that God has afflicted them in love because God has a purpose and a goal in Hosea 5.15. Hosea 5.14. Until they acknowledge their offense, seek my face. In their affliction, they shall seek me early. He wants them to seek God so they can live eternally. See, when you read these verses, this verse in Hosea 6.1, you just, you just feel a confidence they have. They have an assurance. They're convinced God is going to heal us. 
They know that God has afflicted them, but now they're convinced that the Lord Jesus is the Jehovah Jesus of Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord that healeth thee of Psalm 103.3, Psalm 103.3. He is the one who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases of Psalm 147.3, Psalm 147.3. He healeth the broken in heart. They know that Jehovah Jesus is the one who came for that purpose. Luke 9.56, Luke 9.56. The Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them, to save them. And at that point, they're like the brothers of Joseph who've made this transition. The brothers of Joseph who've made this transition because they've heard Joseph, the one they've sold into Egypt, the one that they were going to just leave in the pit to die of thirst, but then they sold him in Egypt. They thought he was gone, and now they're faced with him. They're faced with him, and now they've come to believe his words as he says to them in Genesis 50, verse 21. Genesis 50, 21. Now, therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones, and he comforted them, and he spake kindly unto them. And then they say in Hosea 6.2, Hosea 6.2, they say, after two days he will he revive us, and the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. It's interesting in this verse that they refer to two days. Two days as the time when they're not revived. Two days in the time they're dead Two days before they're brought to life. Two days, like 2,000 years. It's been a long 2,000 years since the Jewish people made that fatal choice of John 1.11. John 1.11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. For 2,000 years, their decision has not changed of John 19.15. John 19.50, they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto him, shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. And during those 2,000 years, Israel has been in the state, in the condition of Ezekiel 37, 1 and 2. Ezekiel 37, 1 and 2. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, they were very many in the open valley, and they were all very, very dry. Ezekiel 37.11, Ezekiel 37.11, Then said he unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, our hope is lost, we are cut off for our parts. And today... We're getting about to the end of those two days. We're about at the end of those 2,000 years. The Lord Jesus was crucified about 1,990 years ago. It's possible that maybe within the next 10 years, I'm not saying, two days are going to be up. The 2,000-year anniversary of the rejection of Jesus by the nation of Israel. And at the end of those 2,000 years, Hosea 6.2, Hosea 6.2, after two days, he will revive us. And the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. I don't know. It's possible. I'd say probable. Then in our lifetime, we're going to know 
Ezekiel 37.5, Ezekiel 37.5, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.